0: Welcome to the Let's Talk Data podcast series. My name is Nathaniel Martinez and I'm happy to introduce to you our topic for today. If you have not done so yet, please subscribe or follow our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode, we're joined by women who have spent their careers in data-related positions across multiple corporate roles. Kristen McMahon, Ginger Gatling, Corey Bragg, and Ina Felsheim discuss the importance of data-focused advocates across industries their opinion of where data management is today, and tips about getting started in that data-related career. Enjoy today's podcast and be sure to check out the links in the show notes to learn more.
1: And welcome to our next edition of the Let's Talk Data podcast series. So this podcast series is one we started a while back, and we talk about all things data and data related going on, uh, typically around SAP. But today we're going to divert a little bit Today we're just going to talk about women in data. I brought in three um, experts in this topic. Well, obviously they're women, so that's important to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> I have to edit that
2: out. <laughs> no, leave it. It's
3: I fun. know it was so good. <laughs> there has to be laughing in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay, so I brought in three experts that are, 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 are women that you should all know, if you don't know already, who have worked in data for a long time. When we talk about, uh, we're really talking about women that work in data-related positions. So we're around data management, data governance, data strategy, data integration, any kind of role where we talk about data. That's what we're, 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 we're really talking about. So, our first guest today is Corey Bragg with SAP. She is a senior director in our data management area today. So, hello, Corey. Hello. Thank you for being here today. Now, I have to be full disclosure everyone here, except for me, I'm Ginger, is from the Midwest. So, these are all yeah, Wisconsin. That's right. <laughs> Mid- Midwest represent, Ginger. Midwest <laughs> represent. So our next person is Ina, who um, she used to be with SAP. She has now left us and she is with AWS, our friend company. And she was a senior director with data management SAP, but now she is a product marketing manager working with an open search capability at AWS. Did I get that right, Ina? You got all of it right. I'm so impressed with you. Well, we're so happy that you were able to humble yourself to come back and talk to us here today. <laughs> now you're with AWS. All right. And then we're joined by the best boss lady in the whole world, Kristen McMahon. She is the vice president of data management of the solution team at SAP. So, Kristen, thank you for joining us today.
4: Uh, thanks, Ginger. I don't know about the first part, but the, the job description is right.
1: <laughs> okay. And I'm. <laughs> I'm Ginger. I work for Kristen, and Corey and I are on the same team, and we used to work with Ina before she went to AWS. I also work in our data management area. I actually started on the business process side, not on data management, so I'm actually the newest member to these data-loving jobs. So, you guys have been in data management a lot longer than I have, so I want us to start on just what's the state of data management today and these data related jobs like governance, stewardship, strategy, and where have you seen the focus on data grow over the time in your career so let's just start with talking about what's the state of data management and data jobs today now corey i know you normally recently you worked on an asset for what the board needs to know about data and you've been a huge data advocate data strategy advocate in your entire career So I'd like to start with you. What do you see today as part of, you know, data management and data jobs? Is it a good place to be? Are you glad you came here? What are are your thoughts? Yeah, I think one of the most fascinating um, things as of late is
3: really the emergence of the chief data officer or the chief data and analytics officer and just how that's grown over the last, like, five years I mean I think Gartner at this point is on their sixth annual CDO survey Um, and just looking from year to year at that just the change in um, the importance of that role as especially in the context of digitalization or landscape modernization so I think that's a that's a really um, yeah an, an interesting focus a change that's happened in the data space um as of recently, and and to go with that is the idea of data strategy or enterprise data strategy, um, and so when you're talking about the board, right, just making sure that it is a part um, of that board level approval and it's it's um, you know business ready and approved uh, that way. So just really, it's it's the elevation of data within the organization um, all all the way around.
2: And Corey, just to tag on. That I think that that just requires people who've been deep in data for many, many years to think a little bit differently about their goals and metrics if you think about something being ready for the board. Um, my favorite example is always Maria Villar saying speed is not a business outcome. Agility is not a business outcome, and that's what we like to throw around, right? Um, sure. Agile for whatever comes at you as a business, and that, that's just not, that's not the right level of conversation to have anymore, and that really has changed kind of the the kinds of people that come into the role and also the way the way we talk about it and really opened up new opportunities.
1: And Kristen, what have you seen on this? I know, I know that you lead a lot of our activities, our events like Sapphire. When Corey mentioned the CDO, I kind of remember one of the first Sapphires when we had like a CDO event. Do you guys remember that?
4: Yeah, oh yeah. I do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I think that role
4: is so important and I'm so excited that it's becoming a more strategic and a high higher level role within organizations across industries, right? So they really have the attention of the CIO, the CEO, They're, they've been given um, budget, right? They've been given authority to put in place, you know, data governance and, you know, privacy and compliance and all of these strategies so that um, data is the rising star of any organization. You know, years ago, decades ago, you know, the applications and the systems were always the shining star, right? It was like, what system, what analytics application can hold all this stuff? And I think what most CEOs are realizing today is the gold is, is the data. And we have to put an immense amount of strategy and people and analysts and you know stewards on that data so that those applications and analytics can really run their best right but I love the shift I think that's an important shift that's happened is the tool versus the data and I and I like that because we're in data we're women in data so well,
1: women in I'm, data I'm happy
4: yeah. <laughs> and that's,
3: that's Kristen said uh, data is the gold um, and, and I think it's the next bacon. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. Data is the bacon. We I have a t-shirt. t-shirts. Yes. I do. I got one. There is a t-shirt. You have data. Is a t-shirt. Is
4: the new Data's bacon. The new
1: bacon. There you go.
4: I mean, right? Exactly.
1: So I know when we're working with our customers, we work with people every day who are data. They're data governance experts, they're data stewards, and I don't wanna give their names, but we know we have some very close customers that are always willing to speak with us at events about their job. Corey, we all have worked very closely with a lot of these. But given that, do you think that data management careers are undervalued or under budgeted? I mean, from my perspective, it seems like in a data and analytics area, analytics gets all the love, or business processes get all the love. I still feel like sometimes where I don't want to say the stepchild cuz there's nothing wrong with being a stepchild but you know what I mean I feel like we're the second one do y'all feel that way anymore or what are your thoughts around that I I think that
3: Ina kind of touched on it just this idea of you know analytics and business processes being the star it's because companies are very uh, they're looking at the front end you know the outcome um versus having that data first mentality when it comes that only is coming into play when the outcomes are underperforming or they're untrusted so it's this idea again of you know having a more outcome driven data strategy um and not and put it putting the data first um so i think they have been undervalued and under budgeted but there's a way to to change that by making sure um that the strategy is aligned with the business and
4: board approved yeah so is that a a durella story i think right?
1: So, so what <laughs> I, I a be a story.
4: Cinderella story, right? Where, <laughs> you know, underappreciated under but at some point in the near future, I think, you know, again, these roles, these data roles within organizations are going to be the most revered, you know, the most sought after with you know, amazing skill sets and being able to use that data to do whatever they want within the organization, predict things or provide real time insights, optimize a process, et cetera. So I'm excited for it. I think I think the time is coming.
1: Yeah. And, and so I guess a tip that I'm hearing from the three of you all is that for people that are entering the career to their careers, which we'll get to later on, if they're working in data jobs, what you want to do needs to be sure and be tied to a business outcome, right? And not just say we're going to do faster.
2: Like, like number one, whoever you talk to at an event or a customer, no one ever says, Hey, we're fully staffed and everyone knows exactly what we do. So I, I think that that answer is, is across the board that people would say we're undervalued. We could do more. We need more people, but the, the breadth of opportunity available to you in a data career is so wide because all of the facets of your business require that data, which means you can work on the data that the marketing team needs. You can work um, with the sales team. You can work with the manufacturing team. Like, you have so many places you can go with a career with that as a strong base. But that also means that you've got to do a lot of work on establishing who that executive sponsor is, who will keep the funding and keep the credibility for your data operations alive and, and with, you know, high value throughout the organization. A lot of times that requires selling what your organization does and evangelizing it. And historically, we have not been great at that just as, as data people in general. So it also gives them more opportunities to work those communication and evangelization, evangelization skills, uh, which which is fun. Cause sometimes data people get the app of like, we're just sitting in the corner hunched over the keyboard and it isn't all that way.
4: Hey, Ina, do you remember uh, one strategy one customer used was like a, a, a comic strip newsletter where they were able to relate things in very silly yet simple yet visually interesting ways that got people's attention because i i always think one of the biggest roadblocks is that nobody cares about data yeah. it's so boring right don't you, do you guys hear that like uh you know yeah. it's so complex yeah. we don't so i think a breakthrough right. is to is to simplify it and find a a vehicle that will somewhat excite you know the audience of course you have to have those business outcomes and those things there but creatively i think there's those strategies work really well and also donuts right I think, donuts. I think somebody <laughs> said, anytime you have a data meeting you bring you, you bring, bring donuts something to eat. yeah but it, it does
3: really speak to the importance of organizational data literacy and you know from from a leadership perspective uh putting those mechanisms in place to educate the organization on why data is important. Um, yeah, because uh, yeah, everybody needs data quality in some aspect of their job as an uh, example, right? So just that education, that literacy throughout the organization, a program for that. So, so yeah, <laughs> newsletter. I like that.
2: Start, a great yeah, start. with the why. <laughs> Always start with the why. And, and please not just like a 30-minute training that everyone has to take when they start a new job. It has to be an ongoing drumbeat of this is what data has done for you in this project. This is why attention to data management and the quality of your data has helped us achieve these metrics. And you have to tell the story again and again and again and again to build up that credibility. I mean, part of it is that that credibility piece and more being expected out of chief, chief data officers. I remember when they were just coming into vogue, maybe, you know, six, seven years ago, where we would even have customers say to us, I need a new title. Maybe I'll be the chief data officer. That seems like a good one. And there wasn't a lot of expectation and definition around exactly what that role would do. That is just not the case anymore. It's expected to have more of that um, executive polish and hard deliverables that support the business value. So, um, the good thing is if you're in the data field, you get to support all of those initiatives and you can you can get that high visibility and you can be a part of every single project the company does, which all requires data, it's everywhere. So I think you had asked earlier, Ginger, like, why why have we all stayed in this field so long? And I think once you really get the idea that data is everywhere, it's part of every single thing that your business is going to do, it's part of nearly every interaction you have. Outside of business as well, you just can't not see it anymore. It's like watching when you watch the end of the sixth sense, like when you know what happens Yeah. So
1: the yeah. movie's different. <laughs> yeah. So th- that kind of leads me into how did y'all get here? You know, when you were a 13 year old girl, you probably weren't thinking, hey, I want to grow up and have a career in data, right? And when you take an MBA, I mean, I know there's a couple of places you can do something that's specifically about data management, but it's still not a major focus area. So you know, when did you think you would wanna do this and how did you kind of get there? So I'd like for all of y'all to to share with me. Who wants to go first? Kristen, thank you.
4: Okay, thank
1: you. <laughs> I knew I was
4: gonna be nominated. <laughs> so you are correct. When I was 13 years old, I did not envision this career, nor did I envision being in it this long. Um, in fact, I think when I was 13, My friends and I would love. We like to write scripts for and pretend we were newscasters. So we would make up stories about our families (laughs) and we'd report on the weather. So I missed my chance in you know TV and news. You were the original TikTok.
2: That was you. That was right.
4: That was right. If you consider that being recorded on cassette tapes, then yes. (laughs) Um, So that gave away my age. But so you know, honestly, I into a career of data. Um, I was looking for an internship as I was moving through my graduate degree. And um, there was a technology company that focused on data management in my area. And I was lucky enough to get the job. And I found it fascinating. First, I, I felt that the technology industry 20 years ago was fascinating fast-paced amazing right and as I you know continued my career with it it's just so incredibly different than two decades ago starting out there and so I guess why I stayed in it is just because it changes constantly consistently um and it's it's just uh, pretty pretty great I think just to work with uh, the companies that we do and and see data become this amazing, center of the universe topic there you go i'll point i'll
2: turn it over to aina i too um not only that was it not my dream when i was 13 because i had no idea that it even existed i mean it's just not something we talked about and, and even knew that there were fields like this out there so um i came in from an english for information systems sort of Communication and you know worked in various different roles from product management to go-to-market to um, user experience design to product marketing and I think that's the other thing that's great about the data management field is the way the way we worked it and the unique set of companies that we worked for customers were always such a focus and we had that immediate interaction with customers throughout all of those roles and throughout the life cycle of our data and data management careers. And that just gives you so much appreciation for the difficulty of the problems that they're solving. It gives you a real feel for the impact of what you are working on, how it is, really is making their companies and those employees' lives better. And it really doesn't, it, it really brings impact. And that's why we stay that long, I think, because you can see the real impact in the world and the impact in making your customers' lives better. And I mean, we work with great people, Look at these three lovely ladies on the podcast. I mean, you can ask for for, for better people to to build a, a healthy, empowering, smart, and sassy environment. Love it. We do offer that. <laughs> I love it. I think Corey's trying to
3: duck the question. Oh, sorry, Ginger, are you next? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, oh, no, let me Lord, just go, let not... me let me let me just yeah, go Chloe, really quick. Oh, I it's,
1: was talking to you, I think I was muted. Yeah, tell us about you.
3: It's the same it's the same similar story. I mean, I didn't even know there were was a career in data. I was actually gonna go to law school and then I went back and got my a uh, double major and got a major in uh, software uh computer science. I ended up programming and programming in postal. But even then the data was so important to um uh mail delivery uh you can, it's just such a hard oi in terms of getting you know the, the your marketing material your bills your invoices to the right person at the right time um and return mail that costs money and just waste that costs money and then just seeing how it evolved um so my start was in postal software engineering um but that was all about the data and then just seeing how that kind of evolved from an industry perspective to more of a more general purpose data quality for organizational and analytical benefit, right? And then even just further through my career, more focusing data in terms of customer experience, um, knowing your customer, having that 360 degree view. So it's just, I started just by accident, I think, and uh, just kept with it because it's the change. I mean, we've all touched on it. It's just the change and the opportunity and just seeing how this data management has evolved?
1: So I think we've covered how, you, well, okay, so from my side, yeah, I mean, my background is not even close to this, right? I have a master's degree in music theory, so I'm very far away from this, but as I got into IT, I mean, I really started on the workflow business process side, and I just assumed the data we were sending back and forth was good, right? So then I didn't worry about it. My job was to make sure that I think the most people
4: did, right, yeah. Ginger? I think yeah. everyone did back then, like, it's yeah. fine.
1: Yeah, it's fine. Not my data. My data. Yeah, you wanted me to. I got it from here to here. I got it approved. What else do you want? Yeah, and then and then you know I was I was pretty fortunate when I got the opportunity to get focused on it. You know at SAP, and then I've you know been there for there for a while, right? Um, Okay. Last my last question I want to have for y'all is if you look at uh, we haven't really talked about the women part. I. I think there are a lot of women in data. There's still a lot of men, but like our evangelist Maria Villar is a woman, but I think a lot of the CDOs that we service and we work with are men. Is that right? Yeah. I think it's changing. I mean, you can see a lot of focus on women in data
3: and even, you know, there's an upcoming MIT event, um, the CDO, iq symposium uh, the number of women presenters and um it, it's amazing so I, I think it's i think it's shifting mm-hmm. um yeah
1: so what would you recommend for someone i've got my degree maybe it's a undergrad maybe it's a mba or you know masters in computer science or some other field right um and they're at jobs now and they're having to touch in data and they're considering this what would be your tips i mean tip number one is if you're doing stuff related to data make sure whatever your goals are are tied to business outcomes so the business will care about it right but what's what's a tip for like someone who's you know interviewing at aws or sap right now interested in these jobs what do you all have as tips for them Ooh, good question i think i have two tips for them
4: i think One is network, 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 right? So if you're within your organization or working with customers or what have you, um, be loud um, and direct and creative with your communications and your network. Find those people that share the passion that you have. uh, Communicate them to them in a way that um, brings life and interest to the story that you're trying to tell. It's just natural, I think human nature to, uh, you know, join in with a group or people that um, have some light and passion for something. So build a network, be a great storyteller um, and be passionate about it. And the second tip that I have, and I think this is what has really changed and that will change the data management professional area is the area of AI and automation so the reason that you know managing data governing data was and is so hard in the past is because it took so much human intervention right to write rules find um anomalies um you know really dig into the data and obviously we know that data has grown so much so it's just not humanly possible to manage and govern all of that data but by by human um Personas, right? So the fact that AI and automation is now being built into a lot of the data management tools, I think that's a focus that people getting into this area should, you know, be educated on, know about, find out how that, you know, helps organizations find out, you know, the key things um, in automation and AI that can, you know, just pursue this amazing uh, data strategy. So those are my two tips, networking and AI automation.
1: Those are excellent, Kristen, good. Thank you. Very good. Thank you, Ginger. That's, that that's why you're the VP. <laughs> that's, why, that's why you're the VP. That's why you're the All right, Corey and Anna, do y'all have anything to add to that?
3: I mean, I would just mention that if it, you know, if you're just starting out and, you know, how do you get into it? I mean, the one of the hottest career options is data science, significant demand for them, supply doesn't meet the need. Um, This is a great path, but also just doing like if you're interested in being analytical data analyst, also a great way to get started in a a, a data field. Um, But then just even searching um, for careers uh, for data management. I mean, there's there's a lot of need here. Um, There's there's a shortage. So I think those are some starting points um, in terms of getting into a data related field.
1: Yeah, Okay. And Ana, you have two daughters that are starting their careers, uh, some finishing up school, some just finished. What are your tips? Not for them in general, but if they're interested in data management, what would you you tell your kids?
2: Well, I think, I mean, my daughter's starting out too. They're thinking about things like, where do I want to live? What kind of industry do I want to work in that will have some greater good and some higher social purpose? And the good news about that is every single industry, in every single location across the world needs data management professionals like Corey and Kristen said. So it doesn't limit you into, you know, if I I I only wanna work in automotive, but there aren't like electrical engineering chip design there or something. Um, There are data management and data jobs in every single industry and across every single line of business, whether it's marketing or sales or IT or supply chain, all of it. So it, it really gives you a wide range of opportunity and it gives you a lot of flexibility to move them between industries if you need to. So I think for, for like my daughters, at least flexibility and knowing what they're doing is contributing to a greater good is big and that's where data careers are a beautiful fit.
1: Yeah, that's, that's great advice, right? So if there's something you're passionate about, follow that and there'll be a data role there. Kristen, were you going to say something else yeah. that I cut you
4: off? Well, I love that. I mean, I know that's such a good piece of advice because you're not locked in and you have, uh, you can transverse just over industry, over line of business, um, over function within an organization. You can go from sales to marketing and, you know, you could just do you know, whatever, and and as I see that the the things, the themes like sustainability, climate, um, all of those things are going to get solved by, I think, data modeling, right? And and really understanding what can make a change in those types of things. So, if you're a young professional, and you know, I think all of us, a lot of us, want to make the world a better place, right? There's some really great areas of world you know, togetherness, right? In some of those themes like sustainability and that um, you can really drive with a data background and make your parents really proud, you know?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Really, if you look at those UN initiatives, those um, global initiatives, every single one of them is data heavy. Yeah. Right?
4: Yep. And we need our young people and young professionals to fix those problems, help us fix those problems. (laughs) Um, Absolutely. So we have a world, right?
1: So. Okay. Well, I want to thank the three of you for joining. Three women who have been in data for many, many, many years. Be careful. I don't know. I know no, no. just be a few be years. Careful. Just a few years. <laughs> and I appreciate you guys uh, taking the time to join us. If you haven't subscribed yet to the Let's Talk Data podcast series, I hope you will subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. And be sure and check out the show notes. We'll have a couple of links where you can learn more about data strategy and data-related jobs, if that's of interest to you. We hope to see you working for AWS or SAP or wherever your passion follows you, uh, as you help them, uh, your company, get better business outcomes and work to make the world a better place through data. All right. Thank you all for joining. Thanks, Anna. Thanks, Corey. Thanks, Kristen. Thank Thanks you,
0: everyone. Peter. Thanks, Peter. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Use the links in the show notes to learn more. If this topic is of interest to you, then you might enjoy episode 29, the SAP integration story and role of master data. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Let's Talk Data podcast.